Hello. Hello. So this is my last episode of the season. My last one will be two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from now. Something like that. Something like that. I'm getting real ominous today, guys. So we're going down to Alabama, talking about the dead children's playground. Down. I mean, not really, because like I, I'm sorry, children, that you died, but like, um, Alabama. Yeah. You know, why not? All it's right. Like the South. Let's dive in, shall we? Dive on in. Okay. So, the Dead Children's Playground is located in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, it's actually within a cemetery, uh, Maple Hill, to be correct. To be accurate. To be accurate. Um, it's Alabama's, or at least Huntsville's, oldest and largest cemetery. Um, it sits about 100 acres big. So, it's a pretty... It's a big one. Pretty large place, about 80,000 graves. So, lots of dead people. Lots and lots of dead people. I see dead people. Yeah, so it's located in a secret spot, smack in the middle of the cemetery. Um, it was created initially in 1822, or that's when the cemetery officially became Maple Hill. Um, beforehand, it was just known as the burial grounds. The oldest dated tombstone they have in there is from 1820, which is two years before they actually dictated it as an actual cemetery. Okay. So even though there are tons of graves there, the playground is seen as the most active in regards to paranormal activity. Um, and it's mostly between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. So legend states that in the 1960s, the city was victim fell victim to a wave of child abductions that devastated the residents. Um, a lot of the children that were taken did not survive. They either were never heard of from again, their bodies were never discovered, or they found their bodies uh, close to where the playground now sits. Um, which is really sad. So, you know. Yeah. So, also... Which is really weird. So I tried searching up child abductions in Alabama in the 1960s to see what came up. And literally every single article that pulled up mentioned the dead children's playground, which I thought was super weird. Oh, okay. Um, Invested as of this point right now. Yeah. So there was one that stuck out. Um, and I haven't actually read this yet. So this is the first one for me. Um, so excuse our stuttering. Yeah. So, an Alabama child's tragic kidnapping and murder shocked America in 1962. Um, so, this is about two years after that wave of child abduction started in this area. Um, so, basically what happened was an 11-year-old boy, Larry Wayne Thomas, was found wrapped in a blanket in a shallow grave five days after a strange man lured the elementary school fifth grader into his car with the promise of a soft drink from a Fairfield drugstore. Okay. Um, and all of the kids that were found showed signs of prolonged abuse. So it wasn't like they were just taken and killed, killed and dropped. Like they were taken, they were, you know, abused, tortured. They showed signs of malnourishment. Like this kid, it was five days. Um, the snatching of a child from a playground shocked the nation and created a hysteria that found Birmingham news journalists deputized by law enforcement. Um, thanks to his air-conditioned car and on hand to capture the chilly, the killer's chilling confession during a long drive from Baltimore. Um, 
So this is the journalist that was gaining the insight. Yeah. So the little boy was kidnapped on August 2nd, 1962, after watching a Little League baseball practice in midfield. Soon thereafter, on August 7th, 1962, the, bo- the boy's body had been discovered in a shallow grave behind Mayola's cabin outside one not I don't know how to say that um, but the person the the suspect who had been operating a barber shop in the small Alabama town reported to the FBI office in Baltimore Maryland and apparently told officers there that he had killed a boy in Alabama who was then arrested and after waiving extradition proceedings was returned to Alabama to stand trial um, so it said that he attended the boys' baseball league practice session as a spectator the night of August 2nd and saw the boy and a companion. So he followed the boy, stopped, and told them he was waiting on another boy and on the pretext of buying them a soft drink, co- coaxed the boys into his car and drove to a drug store. Where he sent the other boy into the store, he raced away with Thomas in the car. So when Thomas was init- initially kidnapped, there was actually someone else with him. Oh, wow. But only he was taken. Um, so that was just like a little side story that I found super kind of tie into everything. Um, so after their, after all of this started happening, the bodies were discovered. Um, a lot of paranormal investigators decided to go to this playground and they were causing the swing move back and forth, side to side, like someone was on it. Um, they recall hearing children's voices singing, playing and calling out to them like you would at a normal playground. Um, The swing seemed to be the center of the paranormal activity for this playground, which would make sense because that's one item that you could manipulate within the playground, so it would make sense if that's what they would try to manipulate. Um, So between 1945 and 1955, the area where the playground now sits was originally the site of a limestone quarry, and eventually it became overran with plant life, so it was abandoned. Um, so during that time in 1960, which is right around the same time as all those child abductions, an unknown person made use of the abandoned area um, by using it as his dumping grounds. So a series of ch- child disappearances started happening. And many of the children were, none of the children were turning up. So they were sending out search parties and to neighboring towns, putting up flyers, hoping that someone would come back. Um, but eventually the residents knew there was a murder because then they started finding tiny skulls and skeleton, like decomposed skeletons and even a fresher body of a recently killed victim. Um, as I mentioned before, many of the victims showed evidence of prolonged abuse upon discovery of the bodies. Uh, the disappearances stopped. So many believe that that was that man's comfort ground so once it was discovered and the bodies were found he stopped dumping there because he didn't want to risk getting caught um and then in 1985 25 years after the bodies the kids started disappearing and their bodies were being found uh many of their remains were finally buried in the cemetery after you know they had a parents were notified the autopsies were completed everything like that um so it took them about 25 years to actually get through all the evidence that was found in that section of plant life and all of that um to finally have the kids buried properly and you know put to rest where they would stay um other people would recall hearing mothers voices calling out to their children 
like you would if you lost a child. Because um, like I said, it's the biggest cemetery. So most of the residents within that town, like that's where they're buried. So you would have a lot of families there. So it would make sense that, you know, after you lose a child and you pass away, you'd be searching for them because you couldn't find them in life. You wanted to find them in death. Uh, in 2007, the city officials went to remove the park to make more room for the cemetery and their graves. Um, but the residents outcried, which resulted in not only the playground staying, but also the installation of new equipment. Okay. Yeah, so they decided to protest them tearing down this playground. So I'm not sure if it's because of like the ghost children or because of their actual children. Because obviously no kid is going to want to go sit in a cemetery in a funeral like that's depressing and kids don't have that big of attention span so at least they had that area and that kind of escape that they could go to and well their parents were saying their goodbyes or grandparents or whatever it or might even, be. yeah even if they when they were visiting they had know. some time yeah no i think that's more what it was and they didn't want to get rid of that because it was in a sense a little bit of innocence within such a dark and dismal place you know oh Mommy and daddy are going to go visit grandpa's grave. You can go play on the playground. Especially because a lot of younger kids, like, they don't really comprehend what it what a cemetery is. Yeah, they're not. They don't really understand. And it's hard to explain that to a child. Like, oh, I'm going to go visit your grandma. Well, grandma's not here anymore. Well, I'm going to go visit her body. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you don't really want to say that to kids half the time. Yeah, no, that wouldn't end very well. But, you know, it's interesting to me that in a hundred acre 80,000 grave cemetery the pinpoint of the paranormal hotspot is the playground so they say that a lot of the children that were killed during this the wave of abductions go there you know between 10 p.m and 3 a.m to play and be children and enjoy you know the afterlife per se because you know their life was tragically cut so short due to someone being an asshole pretty much um there was other accounts of them actually seeing figures or shadows of children running around and giggling like they were playing tag um obviously the swing sets would move you could hear that you could hear like clothing scrape against the slide late at night when there was no one there um You'd also hear ruffling in the trees because the way the playground is set up, it's surrounded by trees on three sides. So you actually have to go down a path to get to it. So they would hear like ruffling in the trees, like children playing hide and seek. Um, so after its creation in 1822, that's when you were able to start getting all of those tombstones and all of that kind of set there. Because like I said, prior to this, it was just known as like the dumping grounds or the burial grounds for all those that passed away before it was sanctioned as a cemetery. So it's kind of crazy. There could have potentially be so many more people there than we actually know, because that's just like tombstone wise is the 80,000. There could be hundreds of thousands of people buried there, you know, men, women and children that we don't even know about. And they're just kind of all compacted into one 100 acre plot of land just kind of smack dab right there. Um, so ever since the new installation 
of the equipment, there seems to have been a lot more activity. Um, but a lot of paranormal investigators, they'll go to the playground, you know, they'll go to the cemetery, they'll walk through it, things like that to see what they can discover and capture on video or audio recording. But that's probably one of the most well-known stories within that area is the playground. A lot of people go there and, you know, try and see ghosts or... That's interesting. Yeah. I just find it interesting. Like, it's a haunted playground. Like, you think playgrounds are so innocent, and then it's like, oh, no. I don't think they're innocent. I think they're creepy. Not in Alabama. Well, especially at night. Like, they're creepy. Yeah. So, the Maple Hill Cemetery is the final resting grounds for a lot of Confederate and Union soldiers that were killed during the Civil War. Um, When the cemetery was originally founded in 1822, it laid on just two acres of land. So within, you know, not even 200 years, it grew from two acres to 100 acres. Like, that's a lot of people to die. Um, It's the final resting place for some of Alabama's former governors and U.S. senators because it is that oldest and largest in the state. So it would make sense that they would go there. Yeah. Um. Once you enter the cemetery, it's as if time has stood still. Um, so it doesn't look like it's really, like, aged per se. Like, it's very run down. It's very old. Um, there's three rock cliffs and a very beautiful wooded path surrounding the cem- the playground. Um, the reason for this is they want to make it, obviously, because you have the, li- the alive children playing on it. They don't want to make it seem too, um, too uninviting. Because then there'd really be no reason for it. Um, So the abductions or the wave of abductions, there's really no documented proof other than the one of Larry. Um, But a lot of residents still stand by it. They believe that, you know, there was abductions. Children were found dead around where the playground is now set. Um, And most of that doc, most of the residents stand by it because not it was after all of those abductions that the paranormal stuff started happening at the playground the swings would start moving the children's voices would be heard you'd hear giggling strange mist have been caught in photos that have been taken after dark um so it just kind of seemed like one correlated into another um so another thing is super weird is that it's been reported that when the swings move on their own they are in sync with one another even if they are stopped um witnesses have seen dust fly up from the ground under the swings as if someone just jumped off of it some photos taken have a misty light in them that resemble the height of a child other witnesses have seen a man sitting on one of the cliffs above the playground watching the children's play it is said he is the man who abducted and killed the children well, that's not creepy or anything. Yeah, because he was never found, this man. So, you know, it's like he's watching over them. And, like, they can't escape him. So, this is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's really, it's weird. Like, it's just kind of, like, oh, let's just build a playground where a bunch of dead kids were found. Because that's what you do. But my question is, like, why would they be found, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of an inconspicuous place to bury someone. Oh, let's go bury them in a cemetery. Well, that's what I would do. No one's going to find it. If they do, it's going to be a while. Granted, like, you know, we watch enough criminal True. stuff. Um, 
So today, no one's allowed in the cemetery at night, but many state that you can see lights around the playground after dark. Um, this is unusual because there are no lights to illuminate the area. Okay. So it's more so like they're spirits, I guess, illuminating the dark. Um, okay. That's interesting, though. Definitely something that, I mean, I mean, I can see them putting the playground there. They put the playground there after they found the bodies. Yes. So I can see them doing that, trying to change the narrative. Yeah. Like, they could do that to change the narrative. Like, they didn't want people to think of, that's where all those little kids were found. They're more thinking of, oh, there's a new playground for our kids to play at. Especially the people who are moving into the town that don't know the story. Well, yeah. And I mean, in 1960, like, what? That was 58 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, I could understand you not wanting to be constantly reminded that, oh, this area is here is where my son, my daughter, my granddaughter, my cousin, my niece, my nephew, they were found killed and dead. Yeah. So I can understand why they'd want to make something light out of something so dark and so depressing. Like, that's sad. Like, I can't even imagine, like, especially in small towns like that, like, everyone knows everyone and the fact that this individual was able to get away with, you know, potentially how many abductions and how many murders and he was never found. Agreed. Uh, I mean, like they said, they have no documented proof of the abductions, but if you have... Like, why would citizens of a county stay so, like, why would they stand by something so sinister if it wasn't true? There's no reason for that. I just find it weird that there's no, like, documentation. Yeah. But, and, like, that's what I thought, too, because I was like, that's so weird. But then I, like, Google it, child abductions in the 1960s, and every single one mentions this playground. That is weird. Yeah. So, the playground is known as Drost Park uh, to for, like to tourists, um, but dead children's playgrounds to the locals. Um, and, like, if, like I said, if you think about it, 80,000 graves, like, how many of those are actually children? I mean, yeah, you can go through and, like, look um, and see when kids died, and that's when you can put together, like, was these abductions real? Um, that's what I don't understand. It's like, you can go do that type of thing. You can walk them and see what years and dates are put on these headstones. Yeah. And then when they try to remove the equipment, like I was saying in 2007 and the, the residents got super sad or like super like, fuck you enraged. Yeah. They'd actually removed the playground equipment from the property. But the community felt such an attachment to this area that they demanded that it be declared a protected area. So now they can't demolish it. Which, to me, like, why else would you have such an attachment to a location like that unless you were trying to preserve what happened there in a sense of, like you said earlier, change the narrative. You know, children died there or potentially had their bodies found there. Like, you can't just pave over that. That's not something that you can in a sense, cover up. I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting that, um, they, they would feel such a way about it. I mean, I know you said this was in the 60s, these kids' bodies were found. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know, their parents are, were at that time probably still alive. I know my parents were born in the 60s, so, 
if their parents were born in the 60s, then they were still alive. But when before that and they had kids die, that's a little less like you don't know how many of them were actually left. So it's kind of surprising that the time people still felt such a connection to these kids that in all reality, a lot of them didn't know or they would have grown up with at that time. Like you wouldn't have remembered that. I mean, I can't, I don't, I know that we lost somebody when I was in my kindergarten or preschool, one of the kids passed away and I couldn't tell you that I remember that person's name. I couldn't tell you that. Yeah. I could tell you that person lived at that time. Cause I remember that, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you their name. I couldn't tell you how they died. I couldn't tell you any of that. So it's kind of interesting to me that they felt so strongly after all that time, even though probably the majority of them knew nothing about those people. Yeah. That, that's what's interesting to me. Well, that's the thing is like, I wonder if it was, because you know what you always say, like if you live in a small town, like some people don't ever leave. You'll always have parts of that, parts of that family lineage like there. So I wonder if it was like their aunt, like their, would have been their aunt or would have been yeah. the same age as them or anything like that. Or like, was their childhood best friend? Like, yeah, there's so many different things like that could go into why they want to protect this one area and why they don't want it removed. Cause yeah, I mean, a playground is a playground and you want kids to have a place to play, but still it's in the middle of a cemetery. Like I mean, you could have just to- created a park. Yes. There has to be other reasons as to why this place is so sacred almost and it could be because you know they believe that the children the ghosts of these children go and they play and they want them to have a space and have an area to be kids because they couldn't because they had that taken from them but it's one of the most like haunted places in that part of the states which like once again it would make sense you have 80,000 dead bodies like, it's lots and lots of different energies and, you know, people were buried there that did all sorts of things in life and, you know, most probably died peacefully or died, you know, but I'm sure you have your fair share of people who were murdered, murdered or who weren't so nice in their actual, like, living life. I don't know. It's really interesting to me. I thought it was super weird. Kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. Definitely agree with the creepiness. Creep factor is off the hizzy house. So, yeah. The hizzy house? I don't know. All right. Well, then, on that note. That was the story of the dead children's playground. Right? <laughs> um, not like I'm not going to have nightmares tonight or anything about the dead children. Children laughing, just standing in your Okay, can you not? Door? Can you please not? <laughs> no, because, like, I just moved into a new house, so let's not think about hauntings and things like that, because I, I would like to sleep tonight. I mean, I got, like, three animals that sleep in my room, so they'll definitely tell me if something's there. But besides the point, at least the little one might. The, the older one, he's probably going to sleep. Like, he just sleeps. And the other one, he doesn't give a fuck. Um, but only Shadow would care. Only Shadow would care. So, you know, hit that like button. Share our stories. Let us know what y'all think. You know, help us out. Get us out there. 2019 is going to be a big year. One may say it might even be epic. I was going to say spooky, but... I mean, it's going to be extra spooky, of course, because it's us and we love everything spooky. Anything spooky. But, you know, you can go follow us on... Instagram and Twitter at SWTWC Podcast. Search us on 
Facebook at Something Wicked This Week Comes. And, you know, we're getting to the end of our first season. It was an interesting one. A lot of learning experiences, you know, as time gets on, we'll definitely get better, have longer episodes. We'll get more set up for you guys, um, more interaction. Um, so for right now, just hang out and yeah, keep us entertained. Talk to us. Um, we'll go over next season that when we release Jennifer's last episode, we'll kind of give you guys a little bit of a, we're going to take an Island feel for the next episode. An island feel. Yeah, we're going to Hawaii. 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 Ooh, ooh, ooh. But yeah, we'll give you a little bit of a prelude to next season. Kind of get you guys in the mood for that. It's going to be a good one. I'm really excited. I think that this next season will have a lot more It's a lot meat more to fun. It. Yeah, it's going to have a lot more of a story behind it. So um, definitely keep, keep tabs on us and just always stay spooky. Hey, bye guys.